place. We had just wanted to let you know that the Blizzard got here earlier than I thought, and um, I don't know when I'll be leaving, but um, I might be there earlier than you. I don't know. Okay, well, um, give me a call uh, when you leave or when you get there, and I'll see you in a little bit. Babes. Yes? I was just telling you that, well, you already know that last night we were hanging out and it was around 1030. Yeah. A friend of mine called. Yes. Didn't leave a message. Yeah, I thought that was odd. And so this morning when you were in the shower, I tried giving him a call back and he answered the phone. I didn't hear anything and then he just hung up on me. That's Uh, weird. uh, That's weird. I think you should send him a text. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, because, you know, it's like, well... Is there something you need? <laughs> How are you? Yes, yes, yes. Haven't talked to you in what feels like ages. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? I I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, I just find out how he's doing. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, that's what I say. We rarely open up with a movie discussion. Oh, goodness. And I think we're going to get to the second film a little bit later, but yes. I have to apologize to you. For a movie I showed you <laughs> last night. <laughs> well, it really wasn't your fault. What had happened was, uh, maybe five days ago, I'm hanging out at home and I get a call from a friend, the one who visited last month. Yes. And we're talking about life and movies. He brings up this movie called The Man from Earth. He's yeah. going on and on about how this is an amazing film. I watch it at least once a month. Okay. And I think you'd really enjoy it. So I'm like, wow, the man from Earth. Yeah. And he tells me the premise. Yeah. So I say to myself, okay, I got to watch this. Get a copy of it. Yeah. Come over here. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, we're going to watch this movie. It'll be an interesting experience, you know. Um, And this friend has recommended other films to me. Some of which have been really great. So, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh, but for real, this is the same friend of mine who showed me the secret. So, uh, right, right. It's kind of a mixed bag of stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can make that argument about my taste too. Yeah, you know. it is. it's a mixed bag of stuff as much as it's a mixed bag of stuff with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We put on the movie and it's, it is. I was trying to fight with you on this. You were saying it's not as bad as, bad as August Rush. No, I was trying to say it's not as bad as August Rush, and you are saying it's worse. It and is worse. As it went on, you were right. I was wrong. This movie is officially now beats August Rush is the worst movie we have watched together. Absolutely it is. Yes. It's, there's, and I'll tell you why I think so. I mean, oh wait, actually, you, you, finish, you finish your thoughts, and I'm going to give you my thoughts at the end. I'm not even going to bother giving a full synopsis of this movie. <laughs> I'll just give like the brief premise of it. Yes. <laughs> it's basically about this guy who is a retiring professor. And his friends come over to his house to throw him a going away party. They're wondering, why are you leaving? Why, you, why didn't you give us a warning about yeah, this? Yeah. He tells them that he was born 14,000 years ago and just never died. And every 10 years or so, he has to leave because then people start asking questions about why haven't you aged at all. He doesn't provide any proof to this. They just indulge him. Yes. And the the music is melodramatic. It's something you would hear 
in like the late nineties, early two thousands on like one of those, you know, CBS yes. crime dramas that yes. airs on like Friday night. I would agree. It sounds like something that would be playing on like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, the early days of Law and Order or something, or the early days of CSI. Yeah, something like that. And, or the early days of The Good Wife, which uh, is a show I actually really enjoy. Okay. But in any event. Any event, yeah. The movie ends. I'm, I'm, as you can tell, I'm leaving a lot out, which people would thank me for. Yeah. This girl is really attracted to him. And, you know, he says, I don't know if you want to be with me. He tells everybody to prank. Earlier in the movie, they called over the psychology professor whose yes. wife just died the day before. Which yes. is kind of unbelievable. It is really weird. And he's, well, he, he, he's, uh, he's under the impression that this guy is clearly uh, mentally insane. Which most people would be fair for thinking that. Yeah. The, what's the homeboy's name? John, who says that he's John, guy. yes. Yeah. At one point, John <laughs> says, oh, this is just an elaborate prank. People leave his house, and he's talking with the girl who's attracted to him on his front porch. John is. And the guy behind him overhears him saying that 60 years ago, he used to go under and, this name. And that's the old psychology professor. Yeah, is behind them. And puts two and two together that John used to be his dad. And, thought, and his mom told him that John just left them. And he dies of a heart attack the day after his wife because he just met his dad. And then, and then she leaves with him in the car. Yes. Okay. This is, I'm sure I've seen worse movies, worse movies than this. I, I, this can't be the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's the worst Pretty movie. I, it's the worst movie I remember seeing. <laughs> it's the worst movie I've seen in recent memory, put it that way. Yeah. Um, easily the worst mo- movie I've seen in the last year. And, and the worst movie that we've both seen this year. The worst movie that we've both watched together. Yeah. Yes. This hands down. Yes, it is. Hands down. Uh, give some of your thoughts, babes. Oh, I am so going to give my thoughts. Yeah, I want to ramble as long as you want. <laughs> okay, none of the characters are likable, okay? You've got John, who's really insane, and people are just kind of just gleaning from whatever he's saying, but the only person who is... um the only person who is against this is the psychology professor until the end of it. And then you've got this old lady named Edith who is very, um, he's, she's very much into the Bible, but she's still not likable. And she kind of goes on and on and on. And Harry, I don't know if that, if she's married to him or not, but he's super annoying and he won't shut up. I don't think they were married only because at one point, doesn't he say something about my wife believes this and we all have different beliefs? Oh yeah. It's like my youngest son is yeah. an, uh, an atheist or whatever and, and blah, 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 blah. But he's still annoying. Yeah. He's still really annoying. Uh, Edith is really annoying. Then you got Sandy who's attracted to John and John tells her in the beginning of the movie that I can't promise you forever. Well, why did you, why, why would you tell her that knowing that? No, I mean, she doesn't know this, of course. No, she, I, I think mean, by then she, okay, she, why yeah. did she, why did she go ahead and tell him that she was in love with him when she knows that he can't promise her forever. Mm-hmm. It's really stupid. And then um, there's this young college girl who is going out with one of the older professors, which I think is kind of creepy because she's like super young. She's probably in her early 20s. Yeah, that's my guess. That's really gross. 
And I don't even know why she's there. I don't know if she's like a student observer. And she just does not... She's not in depth and it doesn't work for her. And and all these characters are just not likable and... And John is not likable either. And they kind of go... Oh, one more thing. No, no, you go as long as you want. And they're That's like right. really, really heavy handed on the religious discussion, yes. which takes away from the focus of John and what a crazy, deranged person he is. I, you know, normally will disagree about this film, uh, about film movies in general. I don't disagree with anything you just said. Yeah. And I would even add to that. It's, and maybe I said this earlier, but. They're entertaining him for what seems like hours. Yeah. But he never provides any proof. He doesn't take him to, he doesn't, he says he's a caveman, but he doesn't even take him to a cave. Like, don't you think that he would be like, okay, this is where I've been living for 14,000 years. Well, not only that, there's no memento. So. Right. Okay, no artifacts. Maybe he doesn't have something from 14,000 years ago, but perhaps he would have a picture of him with Thomas Edison or something to show that he's older than he said he was. And also, why does he, t- these people he tells? Yeah. You know. Why doesn't he tell anybody else? Exactly. And then why would they call, uh, Will was a psychologist's name. Why did, would they call Will knowing that his wife died? Knowing that his wife died yesterday. The day before. The day before. Like, really, guys? Yeah, really. And then, and then, um, they just, like, have this debate about the Bible and Jesus, and it just, it doesn't make any sense. At one point, she's like, you're not Jesus. And he's like, well, would you believe me if I told you I was? And she starts crying. Yeah. For no reason. And and clearly he isn't. If I told you that, you'd probably just like yell at me and and leave the room. I would. Yeah. I'd be like, you're crazy. Goodbye. I'll I'll talk to you later. Later. I I don't get why he has to cry during that scene. And yeah. And then here's another thing. Why does he have to talk about, um, oh, I taught on the hill as if that would prove that he was Jesus or, um, I, I survived the bubonic plague and I also survived smallpox as if people would actually believe that. But he's saying he taught on the hill and he's also wanting them to believe that he's not more intelligent than anybody. Uh huh. You know, so why is he, there's so many holes in this movie. It is. And it's, it just, I mean, uh, and then, and then you decide to look online. Oh, well, we're going to get to that in a minute, but I have another complaint too. All right. Um, the acting sucks. I would agree. It just didn't work. It, it, it wasn't believable. And they're just annoying characters. They're just not in depth. They're really annoying. And I don't think they picked the right cast. Usually with a bad movie, you could say, I I hated it. But there was one actor who gave a performance that I, I th- at least this character was really good. There was no actors. There's no was, actors. No actors. Acting sucks in it. No actors gave any memorable performances. I think there may have been some funny Like uh, one comments. or two things that maybe made us chuckle a little bit. But that was it. Yeah. Otherwise, it was pretty forgettable. And it was an hour and 27 minutes of our life that uh, we're not going to get back. No. <laughs> It's a waste of time. Consider this your warning. Stay away from this movie. Oh. But we go online afterwards because I'm thinking my friend is, this is probably a prank. There's no way he really likes this movie. He just wanted to see if he can get me to watch this. 
So you at first you asked Miss A what the IMDb rating was. Yeah. And it said 7.9 out of 10. And we thought... Well, that can't be right. She's probably thinking of a wrong movie or she's doing a weird update right now. Right. I go online with my phone. Sure enough, on IMDb it has a 7.9 out of 10. And I think it had over 2,000 reviews or close to 2,000 as of yesterday. That is absolutely weird it was nominated for a saturn award um it was nom. it might have won it was either won or was nominated for film critics award mm-hmm. for best screenplay mm-hmm. i think the saturn award was for best uh dvd release it won a bunch of other smaller awards um i don't see how somebody could like this movie there's no. there's there's an there's two arguments we can make People who like really bad movies where they say, oh, it's so bad, it's good. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could see if you're getting together with a bunch of friends just to make fun of a movie. This then might be it. fun to watch. Yeah. Possibly. Or like we were discussing about the other day of people who want to say they like something because they think it makes them sound smart. Yeah. And then I said, and I wanted to make a comparison. I said, what, what do you think is worse? Do you think Fat City is worse, or do you think The Man from Earth is worse? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to watch bad. them back to back. Yeah. Fat City at least made me laugh in part. It was there were some funny things, but otherwise it didn't make sense. Yeah, I mean there were some funny things in this movie, but very little. I don't know. I'd have to watch them back to back to be honest. It's it's pretty bad. I I don't like either of them, yeah. but this one is just the worst. Um. Why do you think the characters are so stupid in this movie? <laughs> do you think that it's just that it just I, wasn't well written? Oh, I don't think I, we could I, really do character analysis. I think movie. it was very badly written. I don't see any creativity. Yeah. I don't even know why they're there. They don't even leave the house except towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. And why why couldn't people just leave and say, "Oh, you're full of it. You're you're full of it. This isn't real. I'm going to go home." This is yeah. Ridiculous. You could make the argument that it's an interesting premise, but it's not executed, right? No, it's not. It could have been a good one if there was, if they were taken on an adventure, mm-hmm. right? If they were taken on an adventure, because it doesn't sound much like a sci-fi movie as it sounds like a really bad philosophical um, examination of life and why he would be chosen to live for 14,000 years. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. It has nothing to do with sci-fi anything. It's, it's, I mean. Yeah, it's not yeah. even a comedy to me. No. It said it was a comedy? It said right? it was a, I, I forget, like a sci-fi fantasy film. It doesn't even, no. Mm-mm. E.T. and Back to the Future were sci-fi fantasy films. Mm-hmm. Those were great, but not this. No. This is just really bad. This is like a straight-to-home video. It didn't even get a theatrical release. Yeah. So, like, when my friend told me about it, I'm thinking to myself, how could I have not heard of this movie? Because it well, wasn't out. I'm it turns out uh, God was doing me a favor. <laughs> as well as me. But it, it was bad. Yes. It was pretty bad. And I, I, I honestly, I don't think you should feel bad about showing me this because you weren't the one who told you it was going to be great. Yes. If, yeah, it, it would have been one thing if I would have watched it ahead of time and then showed it to you. Um, I would have totally blamed you for it. You would, And you would have been completely in the right. Yeah. Another question I have for you. Yes. Do you believe that my friend really watches this every month? No. 
<laughs> How can you? How can you relive such a stupid movie over and over again? The same conversations over and over again, and they never change, right? They it, never change. Yeah, it's possible if this was a book and there was a better writer yes. that it might make an interesting novel. Yeah, and, and normally, usually the books are better than the movies anyway. Usually. Usually. Mm-hmm. There's maybe been a couple of cases where the movies are better than the books, but usually books are better than movies. Yes. I don't I don't know what else there is to say about this movie. It's just there's, so bad. There's nothing else to say, but uh, this is not a popcorn-worthy movie. No. No, not even not even a little bit. It's just it's just really bad. Do you think that this is kind of like? Between me and my friend, this is going to be like from dusk till dawn is for me and you. Oh, yeah. Okay, I will say this because I think I commented this to you early. Go ahead. Dus- from dusk till dawn is slightly better, but not <laughs> not by much. Like maybe like a score better, but not by much. And I kind of said the same thing about August Rush. August Rush isn't as bad as this movie. No, it's not. It's it's not even close to being as it's bad close, as this movie. But it's close. No, it's not. The music is better in August Rush, oh. and that's what makes it a better movie. Because the music in the in the movie we watched last night was pretty piss poor. But it is I, horrible. But I will say this: the music in August Rush is good. I wonder if the people that were hired to make this mu- music, I wonder if they were just like amateur musicians. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming this movie was very, very low budget. Yeah. And they probably just used some stock music that they were able to license out on the cheap. And that's how they got the music done. You know, there has to be a movie that's low budget, like really low budget, like as low budget as this, but is actually really good. That There's some great would. low budget movies. Is is Noises Off a, a low budget movie? I think it is, right? It is. I don't know. I think you're right, actually. If it's as it. cheaply done as this movie. But it was great. But I, I've seen a lot of low-budget movies that are great. Clerks is an, one of my favorite comedies. Okay, you're right. What What about um, uh, Me and Earl and the, and the Dying Girl? That's a that's a pretty independent one, right? That's a low-budget movie. Um, but good. But I get the sense that the people who made that movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl is also based on a book, I get the sense that they actually cared about what they were doing. Yes, okay. This film, it's just like... People need the, some type of work, and let's do something. Yeah, we'll just gather in somebody's house, pretend like we're having a going-away party. He's completely going to prank us, and we're going to have uh, this philosophical, heavy-handed discussion that doesn't make any sense. And he's going to be the father of the guy whose wife just died. <laughs> it's so old. predictable. That's what really... That's what really made it so bad is the predictability of the whole thing. And I usually don't comment on that, but you're right. It's very predictable. So here's a question. Yes. There are obviously people who claim to be fans of this movie. Uh, Yeah. I don't know any, anyone (laughs) except for one, but we, we, in fairness, we did read some positive stuff about it online, which shocked the hell out of me. Um, do you think that there's somebody with average intelligence? Yeah. So not a slow adult. Right. Who actually likes this movie and isn't just pretending to? I don't know that there is one. Uh, I don't know. I just, anybody with any sense of logic that isn't like a super genius, but is, is smart nonetheless, 
would be like, why are you even watching this? This is, makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's horrible. But, you know, we could, we could question why people would be interested in it because of their own tastes, but I don't know that there is anyone that's of average, at least average intelligence that would say, this movie's great. Yeah. I asked you a question, babes, the other night. Yes. You believe in the devil. Absolutely. Do you think it's possible that the devil directed this movie to trick people into killing themselves? <laughs> and uh, ruin the careers of everybody involved. You're in joking, right? I'm partially joking. Uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No. Mm-mm. Well, good. No, but then but then you looked up the, the director and and the judging by the names of it, it doesn't seem like he directed a lot of great things. No. I'm sure my friend will tell me, he's the next Spielberg. No way. He's my Martin Scorsese. No, Spielberg is much, much better and very much more creative than this guy is. Spielberg's worst movie is still probably ten times better than this one. What is it? In my opinion, what's Spielberg's worst movie? Yeah. It's all subjective, but out of the ones I've seen, I would go with The Terminal. Okay, I didn't see that one. It's it's not as bad as this movie, but this he, the terminal is much better than this movie, mm. um, but it's still not that great. Okay, yeah. Well, that says a lot. Yeah. But Spiel Spielberg has really um, uh, done a lot to make his movies great. So, exactly. You know, he did the work. Yes. This guy doesn't even think. I don't even think this guy really showed up, judging by the titles of <laughs> stuff that you. What was it like? Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. There's some the, other. A Diva's titles. Christmas Carol. I'm yeah. like, who wants to watch that? <laughs> I like the Christmas Carol, but it's not even supposed to be a Diva's Christmas Carol. It's okay. So here's a question for you. Yeah. Do you think this the director of this movie knows that he makes shitty films, or do you think that he thinks he's like an alter and makes I classics? That I, you know, it's it it it. You know, it it coincides with the idea that you know how you know someone who really isn't all there or all all together, mm-hmm. but people praise him, right? Yes. I think it's just the thing with him. Like he looks for these accolades, even though he knows it's not that great. Mm. He secretly knows they're not good movies. Right. He secretly is like, no, this is this isn't the best, but I got all these awards so I can brag to my friends about. That I've actually been doing well in my field of directing. Let me ask you another religious question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is uh, partially we've, joking? We've all done bad things in our life. Yes. Do you think it's too late for this man to repent for ruining <laughs> our evening with this horrible film? <laughs> I don't think it's late for anyone to repent as long as they're still alive, but oh. this is a pretty bad movie. Yes. He has to really uh, make up for it. I mean, they... He has yeah, to yeah. retire from filmmaking altogether. You got to have somebody else take his place. Yes. The next young director, whoever that's going to be. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Steven Spielberg's child. <laughs> Mark Spielberg. No. Mark Spielberg. This time kidding. it's personal. Jaw is 19. This, this time, time it's personal. personal. That'd probably be better than, than The Man from Earth. I'm sure it would be. <laughs> that's a funny question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a really funny question. Uh, is there anything else we want to say about this movie? Don't watch it. Don't it's watch not it. worth it. It's I, not worth it. I couldn't see recommending this movie to anyone oh. with the sole exception of if somebody wanted to watch a movie that it's so bad, it's good. 
I mean, I, I had a friend who was really into sci-fi. I don't think he would enjoy the movie. No. It would just be like, I don't get this. Yeah. This is really bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I mean, since it has so many positive reviews, <laughs> it's possible it's just us, but I don't think so. I don't think so, because we watched it from beginning to end, and, and we're thinking, is it done yet? Yeah, and usually when there's a movie that's, like, really divisive, that one of us thinks is horrible, the other one will at least give it a passing. Right, exactly. Right, just because I would still give it credit. I would still give it credit if even if you liked something I didn't like. Yeah. But we're like on lockstep with this one. That is just we we there's no there's no credit we can give to the um the actors or the director. Yeah. It's just bad. So bad. It is. So uh skip that movie. I guess the one thing we'll say about it is it's less than an hour and a half long. Still don't watch it. Right. You don't have to spend two hours of your time. Take a nap. <laughs> take a nap afterwards or take a nap during it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, if you want to watch this movie, have friends over. Okay, you can watch this movie. I'm just going to take a nap for the duration of the movie. Okay, one last question. Uh-oh. They all are horrible. Yes. But who's the most annoying character in this movie? Harry. He's the one who kept making the jokes. Oh, well, they're stupid. Okay, Remember? I agree with you then. Oh. Yes, I agree I mean, at you. least the other characters could improve right but harry there's just like no improvement exactly he's like supposed to be this clown and the jokes are just really bad yes oh we, once again we see eye to eye on that opinion the so. most annoying person in the movie yes 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 yeah skip it skip it and we're moving on okay we're moving on oh. yeah Bef- before we get to our second movie well, we have to talk about what else we watched, too. Yeah, that, exactly. We're going to talk about what else we watched, which is <laughs> The Twilight Zone. Oh, well, and they were good episodes, yes. by the way. Do you want me to talk about the first episode? or? Uh, like yes, I want to talk about the first episode. Please. There was a test to launch a spaceship. And it went up into the sky and was missing for about 24 hours. Then came crashing down from Earth. Mm-hmm. When the story opens, one of the survivors is going to the hospital to mit- to visit his buddy, who was also in the crash. Yeah. And he says to his friend who's in the hospital, don't you remember so-and-so? He was with us. Harrington. Harrington. Ed Harrington. Ed Harrington. And now he's missing. We see a flashback of the three men talking. Ed Harrington and who is the other homeboy who was released from uh... Uh, one of them is Forbes, and the other one, I forgot the other one's name. We're going to say Ed Harrington and Forbes. And the other guy. Leave the hospital, go to a bar, and just hanging out. Forbes goes to take a phone call, comes back. Harrington is gone. Before he took the call, Harrington had spilled a drink. And he notices yep. that there's nothing on the floor, nothing yep. missing. Everybody at the bar says that they don't see Harrington. And the, and the, his friend is with him, the other guy. Yep. I don't remember what his name is. Yep. We go forward now. It's the next day. Forbes is explaining to this to his friend in the hospital. And then Forbes is taken away. Yep. The patient gets up out of his bed. A nurse comes to him and says, come, rest. Everything is going to be fine. Sometime later... A nurse and a doctor enter the room and say, this is where we're going to put the extra malaria patients. Is there anybody else in here? No. We see that the room is empty. And then Rod Sterling gives a narration narration saying that this spacecraft they were flying also vanished. 
And if you don't want to vanish, then don't mention their name <laughs> in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> that is crazy. This is a really cool episode. It is cool, though. Are there any scenes that I missed that you would like to talk about? Uh, no, you pretty much got the whole premise. Then let's do some analysis. Yes. What does this episode teach us about our place in the universe? Hmm. Uh, you mean like being remembered? Yes. Um, I think it teaches us, well, remember who your friends are. Rem remember all the times that you cherish with your friends, rather, because before you know it, one of them could be gone forever. That's and, a, and so will you. That's an interesting take. It's not what I would have said, though. Well, what would you have said? In my opinion, it, it Serling is trying to tell us that no matter how important our actions are, they will be forgotten. Because these guys went up into space. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And if you remember when Harrington and uh, Forbes went into the bar, yes. at first the bartender's like, you guys are heroes. I've never had celebrities in here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, I mean. It's trying to teach us that you will eventually be forgotten, no matter who you are. Yeah. Right. Right. How do you feel about that? You mean forgotten altogether? Yes. How do you feel about the idea that uh, eventually nobody will remember who you are? Uh, it's, well, it's possible that may happen, but I think that will happen not, uh, you know, b by the time that I'm, well, okay. I don't think it's going to happen like that. No, of course not. He, this is a metaphor. But this is a, but that's, that's, that's kind of eerie, actually. Mm -hmm. That sounds very eerie. Here's a that, question for you. What? Do you think in 200 years, yeah. there will be anybody alive who knows anything about you specifically? I can't answer that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That is, uh, that has, that remains to be seen, but I really can't say whether that could happen or not because by that time I, I'll be gone and it won't matter whether people remember me or not. So it doesn't bother you that you may be forgotten. Well, I mean, I don't think that it would matter because I won't, I, I, I don't think I would know that. I agree with you. Actually. I don't think I would know that. I don't think it matters as much as some people like to pretend it does. I mean, I, I would, it would be great if people remembered me, but it also, I'll, you know, I would also uh, make the argument that, because you're not going to be around these people, then it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's another question about the episode. Mm -hmm. Why do you think these men are vanishing? Well, I remember that uh, one of the guys was mentioning, uh, I think it might have been Forbes. It's like, well, maybe I just don't belong in this on this earth mm -hmm. because I'm not supposed to be on this earth. And I just don't belong. So, And then he's like, he's like, no, no, I don't want this to happen. Because remember, it's before he disappears. Yeah. It's like, I don't want it to happen. And he, and they and we don't even know where those two men go. I'm assuming that they were executed. Ah, you think so? Yes. What does, By who? I don't know. Maybe the government. Oh. What does this episode teach us about fighting death? Uh, well, I think when it when it's time to go, you can't you can't fight it. <clears throat> Here's what it also connects me. There's a connection that I want to make. Go ahead. 
in the book 1984. Yes. Remember when people were saying that um, this person is evaporated, right? Mm-hmm. From memory and from all of society because their memories, their documents have gone into those memory holes in uh, the Ministry of Truth. Remember the place where uh, Winston Smith was working? I do. They go into the memory holes and they are disintegrated never to be remembered again. So it's almost like these men are going to into these memory holes and they're being evaporated from anything, any memory that anybody would have. In some ways, you could make the argument that this story is a commentary on censorship. Yes. Because you could say, well, okay, uh, maybe there's a writer that the government doesn't like. So they destroy all their works. Yep. And they they kill them. And we also have to remember that I believe Rod Serling served in World War II. Did he really? Yes. I, wow. I think so. I, I could be wrong, but I, wow. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Huh. And we know that stuff like this happened in Nazi Germany, where people would just oh, disappear yeah. and their writings would be destroyed. Yep. And nobody ever talks about them anymore, as if they never existed. At least if they did talk about them. Yeah. They were careful to do it yeah. uh, in their homes or in front of people who they felt would be understanding. Yeah, that was just an eerie episode, but very good. Mm-hmm. Very telling. I like it. I think I've seen it before, too, back in the 90s. Yeah, you probably, you might have, because you're like, oh, I think I saw this one. And I think I saw the second episode we watched as well. Mm, that was a good one. That was really good. So I'll get the premise of it, if you, if you don't mind. Do it. There is a young man who had a really bad go of life. I mean, it, it was implied that he didn't have, well, he, it said that he didn't have any friends, but he was thinking about... What he needed. And he had a really bad go of life. I think he had, saw an early screening of The Man from Earth. Oh. Sorry, go I thought ahead. we were done with that. No, no, go ahead. I don't want to relive it. I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't want to relive it Sorry, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So sorry. That's okay. Yes. You'll, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it later. Yes. Anyway. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, this. Go ahead. So anyway, um, he meets this old guy and he gives him a ticket to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I forgot what was going on there. He, so he didn't meet uh, the old guy. I, the, the, old guy I, the old guy didn't give him a ticket to Scranton. Who gave him a ticket then? He didn't get a ticket to Scranton. Here's what happened. Oh, all right. The guy who had a tough lot in life is in this diner late at night. Uh the old man comes into it, and first he approaches this old lady. He gives her some cleaner and says, You're "Oh, that's this. right, that's right, yes." And then he goes up to the bar area. Guy behind it tells one of the other customers, "Oh, this guy comes in here and gives people what they need. What mm-hmm. do you need?" Yeah. The customer says, "I used to be a baseball player. I'd like my uh, right arm to work or left." Oh, arm that's to work. right. Yeah. And he says, "Well, I can't do that." But I got something for you. It's a ticket to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Then a call comes in. The guy's old coach wants him to come down and work for him in Scranton. Yeah. He, the guy's so excited, he pours something on his uh, shirt, and the lady comes over, cleans it off, and it's implied that they're going to fall in love. 
Oh, well. Yes. And Sorry. she's your older lady. She's not. Mm, she's maybe our age, but it was made back in the early 60s. That's so. true. It's like being 100 back then. Yes. <laughs> so to speak. Yes. Anyway, so the, the, guy, the guy sees this and he's... He's a very angry person. He's got a chip on his shoulder, you can tell. <laughs> and he's like, I, I want, you know, I want you to give me what I need. Uh, it, and of course, there's a difference between what you need and what you want. Yes. So he's like, okay. Uh, the guy gives him a fountain pen. A may, le- I, may I interrupt you? What? Not at first. He gives him a, a pair of scissors. Oh, that's right, a pair of scissors. And his tie gets caught in the uh, in the elevator. Yes. So he uses the scissors to uncut to cut himself away from the elevator. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Wow, that's just what I needed." Yes. Chime in if you would, please. He finds out where the old man lives and sneaks into his apartment. Old man comes home, turns on the lights, finds the younger guy that's sitting there and say, hey, you have a partner now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to use this gift and we're, of yours and we're going to go far in life. Give me something else I need. Yeah. Guy hands him a fountain pen and he's like, I don't need this old man. But then he notices that it leaks ink onto like a sports page mm-hmm. of this horse race that is going on tomorrow Mm -hmm. and it links ink next to the name of this horse Mm -hmm. so the guy goes out bets on the horse makes a ton of money isn't satisfied goes back to the old man yeah and uh the next thing he's like i want you know i all all i want you to do for me is to give you give me what i need and uh this is when he gets the he steals the shoes. He steals these slippery shoes. Yes. It's like, wow. And then he puts them on. It's like, wait a minute. They're too tight. And he's like, that isn't what you need, but that's what I need. Yes. So not that long after, young guy gets run over by a car and dies. Yes. The old man says, you know, you need, I needed this because you were greedy. And because of your greediness, that's why this is where you are. Mm-hmm. He said that before he died, but you know. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great episode. It's a very great episode. Yes. And then he was giving, he was handing, and towards the end of it, he was handing things to people. Is there anything you need? He gave this one guy a comb. Yep. And then he had to do his hair. His, his, he got his picture taken yeah. for the paper. I really like this episode. Uh, yes. There's a, a lot to be taken away from here. Yeah. But before I start asking you questions, I want to get if you have any philosophical thoughts about what this episode Absolutely. is supposed to represent. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I made a comment to you, and maybe this didn't come out clearly, that a lot of people try, and I'm, and I'm thinking in, in the perspective of God, a lot of people believe that God should be used as a genie. You know, get me this, get me that. I want what, you know, I want what this person has. Without even thinking, well, what do I really need? I want, 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 but is that really what I need? And usually it isn't. It's selfishness. Mm-hmm. And we are, we can be very selfish and greedy. And I think this episode teaches us what hap- what happens to people that get selfish and greedy. And they've been, been that way all their lives, their life, and they haven't made much of it. 
I think that's a very good take. Mm-hmm. So you think that the old man is representation of God? In this it's sense. possible, yes. Mm-hmm. Because, um, because he teaches a guy a lesson at the end or towards the end of his life. Yes. Well, the slippery shoes are because you need, you are going to slip and you're going to get run over by a car. But that's what happens when you don't take into consideration anybody else's feelings. Do you think the greedy man Mm -hmm. actually had a bad life before he met the older person? It's possible he did, or it's possible that he made it terrible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Because things may have been given to him and he may have received love, but he took that love and said, well, shove it. I'm going to, I'm going to use people for what I can get. Yes. Right. I, it's possible that he made it terrible and it really wasn't that bad. Here's my thought. Yes. Uh, I don't know this. Uh, and as far as I know, there's no books exploring this character. Yes. But it's possible that that's he, right. that's right, that he had a really bad childhood, got some opportunities in life though, and never really used them correctly. And he's operating on regret. Mm-hmm. Correct? Uh, that's my he, he is. You could be right about that, too. He is um, living his life based on regret, and now he's trying to get what he can get from somebody. But he can't face the fact that he made mistakes, so he blames it on society. Yes. Oh, I had such a bad uh, I'm life. a tortured soul. Mm-hmm. I'm so tortured. Oh. Oh. Poor baby. Poor baby. But yeah, I think you might be right about that, too. So he made it terrible for himself. Yes. Is there anything else we want to say about this episode? Uh, is there any stores that sell slippery shoes? Probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but what a what a, what a way to um, I mean that was a very creative way of ending this guy's life though. Yes. Slippery shoes. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Now, where, okay, here's a question: the the old man. What what do you perceive him to be? I don't think of him as God, but I think that he might be an angel Mm. or representing that because he could be a representation of an angel representing God. Yeah, because he doesn't take any money for this stuff. He just gives it away. And at one point, the greedy guy comments, well, all you're doing is giving away. And, you know, you're, you know, you could maybe have so much more stuff in your life. Right. But I think for people who are spiritual for lack of a better term and and are connected to some force in the universe. They don't necessarily need the trappings of wealth. Yeah. I mean, they could have some things that are maybe a few things that are luxurious, but not over the top. Yeah. They're not like Creflo dollar and, you know, have a private jet. I know. It's like, Hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, but some people have a lot of things, but they give away stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, I don't mind parting with this because I have so many things that I can just give it away. That's true. You know, um, and I and I admire those people. They don't have to have all this stuff. They can just provide stuff to other people. Kind of like love, right? So it's Absolutely. like if you don't have a lot of love in your life, and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship like you and I. It could be somebody who... Isn't in a relationship, but also doesn't have a lot of friends. And somebody shows them some sort of love. They want to hoard that. 
but somebody who, uh, you know, is part of their community, has a good relationship with their partner, when they see other people, oftentimes they feel the need to give away love to show somebody how much they care about them because they're not, they're not deficient in that area. There is a children's song that my sister learned in school about love is something, if you give it away, you'll end up having more. Yeah. Right? This It's just like a magic penny. Hold it tight and you won't have any. Yeah. Right? Lend it, spin it, and you'll have so many. It'll roll all over the floor. I kind of think that's true. It is so true. I think you're completely right. And and think of it. When you give somebody something, you, you spend all that time uh, thinking of ways to give somebody something like like finding ways to get a gift for somebody mm-hmm. it makes you feel so much better i i mean it makes me feel better yeah i i don't give people stuff all the time if i don't have the money but when i do i just i just love it because i love the reaction and then they'll 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 feel compelled to give you something or other people something but that's not why you should do it no 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 but you know what i mean it's it's contagious the the act of kindness is contagious the act of random kindness is contagious, and I think that's what I want to get. Uh, I I I gotten out of this. H- having said that, there have been many times where I've shown up for people mm-hmm. and felt like an idiot for being there and giving my time and support. But you tried at least. Yeah, right? that's true. It's not that you. It's not that you. I mean, I think I think that it, yeah, and then you make a fool of just like, why did I even give this person the chance? Mm-hmm. But then you real, but then I realize, you know, I've, it, I've done that before, and I'm like, you know what? At least I tried. I showed up. They didn't, but I tried, and that's going to be on their conscience. Yeah, like it's weird. Yesterday, after doing this, I won't go into the specifics. Yes, but I told you about this trip I took to Aspen. Yes, in 2012, with somebody who I don't talk to, but that happened recently. And you said, well, why does he still talk to them after that? Yeah. Which is a really good point. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Sometimes it's important that you just get in the habit of showing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Go ahead. Um, so I remember when I was looking for an internship, and this is before I graduated um, from a local community college here five years ago. And I have made, I, there was a woman that I really wanted to intern with. And it's, it, she had a lot of credentials. She didn't seem intimidating. She was willing and ready and able to work with me, but she never made appointments. Um, and then the one time I waited for her at school and I designated an hour yes. to wait, which was really stupid because I'm like, I could have been doing other stuff. I could have been studying, but I'm waiting for this woman. And I, I finally had to tell my, my instructor, I said, look, I tried. I reached out to this person. She is just not reaching back. She said that she was and she completely disappointed me. And I don't, I, and I had to ask her, what do I do? You know, huh. I, had to, I had to think of something, but, but it's like, I think the thing to remember is show up, be there for the person when you're able, but if they're not there for you, just move on. That's a good point. Yeah. Just move on and move on to people that actually will be there for you. We kind of got sidetracked, and that's my fault. It's okay. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say about this episode? No, it's a good one. It's a good one. It really makes you think. Check it out, y'all. Yes. Okay. Babes. Yeah. Before we get to the second movie, 
Yay. called The Swimmer from 1968. Let's talk about dinner last night. It was really good. What do we do? We made a kale salad. I had you uh, chop the kale, and I also, you wanted to make rice, because I, I forgot the tomatoes, which I, I don't know why I forgot that, but I got everything else. Yeah. And you made the rice, and you spiced it up pretty well with, like, a garam masala, turmeric, uh, ginger, cloves. I mean, it really was like a... Almost like an Indian kale salad. Yeah, that was kind of what I was going It was for. really good. And on top of that, I um, sprinkled the rest of my, um, the, the entire thing of feta cheese. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I, I liked it a lot. It was so delicious. Yes. And I thought, you know, I thought, oh, is that going to be good? But it was really good. So I appreciate that. Oh, yes, please. I'm glad you convinced me about the rice. Because <laughs> you were like trepidatious about doing rice again. Well, I was like, well, I don't know about the spices, but then I was like, well, maybe I'll see how this works. And if it doesn't work out, we're not going to have it again. Exactly. It was really good. Glad you liked it, babes. Yes. My only complaint was we, and this is my fault. Yeah. We could have used more rice. Yeah. Because we didn't, for some reason, we didn't get a lot of rice out of what we made. Right. Um, But besides that, it was really good. And it could just be that I, you know, maybe it's because I didn't put... It, it was maybe it might have been the bowl I put put it in, but I don't know. Hmm. It's okay though. Yes, it's fine. Worked out, babes. It worked out really good. We ate all the rice and we ate all the salad. Well, actually, no, I have leftovers. That's right. I'll be eating it later. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, good. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right, you Mm-hmm. Jay Wall. Yes. We saw a second movie. It was really good, by the way. That, yes, this this is one I, we actually enjoyed. I will say this before we get into it. I am so glad, now that I think about it, that we started from the, with The Man from Earth. Because... <laughs> I am too. I, I wasn't sure. I'm like, I thought about starting with... Well, can you imagine if we ended with that? I had you <laughs> pick the order, and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, maybe we should start out with The Swimmer. But, I, you know, I deferred to you, and I'm... In retrospect, I'm really glad that uh, we watched The Swimmer last. I am too. I'm very glad. After that horrible movie, I'm so thankful that we were actually able to watch a movie that was meaningful. Can I make one more joke about the movie The Man from Earth? Good. Okay. And I told you this last night that, um, you know, first you said, do you recognize any of the actors from this movie? Yeah. And my response is, oh, yeah, I actually, in 2007... There was like this news broadcast about this group of people who had killed themselves and had, had the cast of The Man from Earth. And apparently they were so ashamed of, about their work on this movie that they wanted to get out before I, the public saw it. And I proceeded to make a joke about the Heaven's Gate cult. And yes. I said, well, maybe Marshall Applewhite wrote it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then he died before they came out. So. Yes, yes. And he was a pretty uh, weirdo, too. He, he was, was pretty much a weirdo. And so was uh, his cohort, Bonnie Nettles. That's right. Oh, they were both, uh, well, they're gone now. And Lieutenant Yehora's uh, nephew, whose name I don't remember. Well, that's right. Michelle yep. Nichols. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, babes, and yes. we're going to get to the swimmer first. Yes. I could have sworn I heard a rumor in 2015 that Michelle Nichols died. And oh. she's apparently in really bad health, but she's still mm. alive. I heard that she has uh, a late-stage dementia, though. Ooh. Yeah, which is unfortunate. She seemed like a, a nice enough lady. Yeah. Well, I think we're growing up in a time that we are so fortunate that now they are coming up with ways to prevent this kind, these kinds of disorders. Mm-hmm. 
whether it's diet, whether it's crossword puzzles, I think it's definitely possible to prevent your brain from atrophy. Yeah. So my brain might be atrophying because I... It doesn't have to be. Well, but here's what happened. Okay. A bunch of times uh, over, over the last years, I've Googled Nichelle Nichols' death, 2015, and I can't find anything on it. So I don't know if it's just like I was smoking something then and I just don't remember, but I I could have sworn I saw obituaries uh, in 2015 for her. You probably weren't looking in the right spot. That's true. It may not be your brain. I mean, you still have a pretty strong mind. So so maybe they just like wiped it from the internet. It's possible they did. Yes. Yeah. I yes. don't know. Yes, yes. But anyway, let's, let's get on to the swimmel. Let's get on to the swimmel. Um... Yeah, I, I thought it was around the same time that Leonard Nimoy died because people are going to say, you died around that time, bro. But I thought they both died around that time. Anyways. Right. These imaginary people <laughs> who are criticizing me. Uh, All right. To the Swimmer. Yes. From 1968, starring uh, Burt Lancaster. I don't remember his character's name. His, his character was um, Ned... What is his last name? Forgot. Ned. Oh. Ned. Some. Ned. Mer- Ned. Um. Ned Merrill. That sounds right. Ned Merrill. Yes. Do you want to give the overview? Or I will give. Know? I will give a quick overview because okay. there's so much interesting stuff in this yes. movie. So this guy decides that he is going to swim, and I'm quoting what he says: "A river of sapphire pools." I love that quote. That's a little bit later in the movie, but it's a great one. <laughs> But he decides to swim home, wherever home is. Mm-hmm. I think it's on the other side of the county, maybe. Yeah, and he decides to go to places in the county of people that he knows or maybe has been acquainted with and swim in their pools. Yes. The first pool he goes to is a... It's a pool party, correct? Um, Not really, so... First, he he's swimming at a house of a couple of friends. Oh, okay, okay. And that's when he makes a decision that he's going to swim home. Yeah. I think the second house is where... Uh, he meets the young babysitter. No, no, right? no, no. You're close. Okay. I think the second house is he he goes to the house and it's owned by the mom of his dead friend. Oh, okay, okay. And then I believe he goes to the, this house where there's a couple of kids, and one of them is the ex-babysitter. And she's in her 20s she's by that time. just turned 20. Yeah, and she remembers him, and uh, she's explaining all, all these things that have happened to her, including that one time where this naked guy kisses her, right? A naked guy didn't kiss her. She saw a naked man oh, looking at her looking when she at was at work. Right. Early in the morning. Oh, I and see. And she saw him from an apartment. Okay. Yes. Okay. Didn't someone kiss her or something? Or I don't think so. Right. But I could be remembering one. I only saw it once. Oh, why? Yes, yes, yes. Anyway. Um, and the... I probably will watch this movie again at some point. Not not tomorrow or anything. No, no. I could see revisiting it. It's very good. Yes. But anyway, um, so let's let's start with um, specifically uh, the girl. Because she used to be the babysitter. And she had a big crush on Ned. And she had a big crush on, on Ned. But Ned all of a sudden is like, you know what? I really want to take care of you. I want you to come with me. I think they started holding hands, which they is did. really creepy because he's like so much older than her. Mm-hmm. And they, they are swimming 
in this pool, I think it was, right? No, at this point, they're just kind of like laying down in a wooded area. Okay. And then he's telling her, like, I want a future with you. I want to take care of you. You're so precious to me. And that freaks her out. Yes. And she's like, Mr. Merrill, I can't do this because I have a boyfriend. And he's very jealous. And he's a very jealous type. And where'd you meet this guy? And she's like, her name was Julianne, by the way, Julianne Hooper. Mm -hmm. Where do you meet this guy? Julie. And she's like. Oh, I met him from a computer. Which is very interesting. It's I very interesting. I didn't know that they did stuff like that back in the 60s. I didn't either. I'm like, oh, wow. It's like a, it's almost like um, for foretelling of the internet mm-hmm. dating, of online dating. So after a while, he's telling her all this stuff and she's like, uh, Mr. Marrow. And then she, she leaves and he's trying to find her. Yeah. And then he eventually just continues on his way. And meets a whole bunch of other people. Oh, wait, let's talk about little Kevin. Yes. He goes to this, he's, I think it's a lemonade stand, correct? I believe so, outside of this kid's house. And he plays this flute, but he's also selling lemonade. I'm guessing the flute is attracting them to, uh, to, um, people to buy a lemonade from him. It's possible. But he's really good. I mean, if that's really, if that was really him, he was really good. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he gets a lemonade and he says, would you like another? And he's like, no, 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 no. I was like, where are your, where is your mom? Well, my mom is in Europe because she got married. She's on her honeymoon. My dad is, uh, ran off with somebody else. So it's implied that he's like severely neglected. And he says something when Burt Lancaster first meets him about how my name's Kevin and my mom says I have to live down my name. Something yeah, like, I have I'm to live it down or something. Because I'm named after my dad. And you kind of, you were kind of chuckling about that. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, um, he asks him, "Can I please swim in your pool? Because I'm going to swim home." Mm-hmm. They go to his pool. The pool is, has no water. You thought it was dirty. I thought it was dirty, but it turned out it was empty. <laughs> I'm a blind guy. What can I say? Yeah. So, but what he does is he takes the little boy into the pool with him. And he's like, well, I'm not, you know, we, we don't have water in the pool because, uh, I'm not a very good swimmer. Well, why don't we pretend to swim? So he, we, they pretend to swim and they're swimming across this thing. And he's like, wow, I can't believe it. I actually made it. He's like, yes, that's right. And you know, I've got two daughters. Um, why don't I invite you over and you can play with them? First, he says, if I may interrupt you. Yes. Kevin asks, well, this isn't real. There's no water in the pool. Mm-hmm. And Burt Lancaster replies with, yes, but I'll tell you a secret. If you believe in something hard enough, it's yeah. like it actually happened for you. Which is kind of interesting that he says that. Mm-hmm. So they they finish that thing, and then he talks about his daughters. He's like, hey, you know, my I have two daughters you can play with. And she's like, well, how, how old are they? He's like, well... They're not much, they're, they're around the same age as you. Yeah. Something like they're not much older than you. They're not much older than you, but, and he's like, well, do you play with them? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, my daughters play tennis and they're very good. And Kevin wants to swim another lap, but Burt Lancaster wants to take off. So he says, no, Kevin starts crying. Kevin starts like, well, okay, well fine, leave. And he's like, look, I will call you tomorrow about coming over. And then he's walking away, but then Ned turns around and sees that Kevin is on the diving board, and it looks like he's about to jump off. So he runs back over and grabs him. Kevin replies with, I wasn't really going to jump. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is pretty funny. That was great. Yeah. He says another interesting thing to Kevin. Yeah. 
I'm going to misquote it, but Kevin tells about how he's not on any sports teams. Mm -hmm. And Burt Lancaster kind of says, well, that's a good thing because it means that you get to be the captain of your own life. Right. Or the captain of your, the captain of your soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yes. I never thought of it that way. You get to choose what happens to you. Yeah. Anyway, so he leaves Kevin. He goes to another pool party of this like rich lady. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he, and she's trying to tell him to get out of there. Um, I think somehow he, he ends up in the pool, right? He does. Yeah. Okay. So somehow he ends up in the pool, gets out of there, goes to this woman. Uh, her name is Shirley. This was a really, uh, probably one of the most dramatic scenes. See, so, oh, so before we get to Shirley, there yeah. was an interesting thing that happened at the party with the rich lady okay. where he sees the cart. The cart? Remember, her husband is pushing a cart and it turns out that it used to belong to Ned. Oh. But his wife put it up for oxen without Oh, telling yeah. Him. It's like, that was my cart. Mm-hmm. That was my cart. I love this thing. I used to use it with my kids. Yes. Yes. My kids used to ride in this thing. I lo- right. I remember that. I remember that. Yes. That was really interesting. And then he goes over and he sees Shirley. Explain the whole Shirley thing because this was probably one of the most dramatic scenes. I think one of the longest too. Yes. Shirley is, I believe, an actress who has had some success. Yeah. And she is apprehensive when she sees Ned. Mm-hmm. It comes out that. Ned cheated on his wife with Shirley and then just dumped her by saying, I can't leave my wife and kids. And and he always mentioned my, you know, his innocent wife and his innocent children. Mm-hmm. She just wants to get him out of there. Yeah, she does because, because he's, he's, she's saying that, um, I have a, somebody coming over and he insists that she tells him who's coming over. And then now he's saying that he loves her and, that um, I want to swim in your pool. And he's like, she's like, no, get out of my house. I don't want you to swim in my pool. By this time, he's starting to get cold. Mm-hmm. And she, she gets him a sweater. They start talking a little bit more. And I believe it's here where she tells the story about how everybody laughs at him. And one night when he went back home early after seeing her perform in the city. Yeah. Her and... One of the employees at the hotel were just sitting in bed, listening as Ned called on the phone and laughing at him. Yeah. But then she also mentioned that that she was upset because he was in bed with her at one time. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what happened. I think he might she might have mentioned his wife. And then he goes to the pool. He gets in the pool and he says, you know, we may live in this pool. Yeah. And he said, you loved it. You loved it. And he's like, she's like, Ned, don't. I'm not sure what he was trying to do. Yeah. And then she's like, you know what? That was an act. I was acting. I was acting with you. I didn't love any of it. I was acting. So we should also say that one of the reasons he's upset is not only that he broke up with her and hid behind his wife and kids, but he also took her to a restaurant where there was people in her industry. Yep. Because he thought that that would keep her from freaking out, but Shirley still went off on him in the yep, restaurant. Yep, yep, she did, and I and I think uh, rightfully so. She should be mad at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ends up leaving. Yep. What else happens? Oh, and and he I, didn't didn't she leave him in the pool and he he was crying, or was that before? Maybe I could be I I, I 
I think maybe. Oh, okay. So, and then, so he leaves the pool and then the last, I think that might have been the last pool where he goes to his community center. Yes. And his feet are dirty. He's a mess. He has to borrow money from a friend just to get in. Yeah. So he goes into the shower, which I wouldn't go into the showers without any shoes. Because of staph infection, but I don't know how it was back then. Especially not in 1968. No. You could get a 1968 staph infection. Right. Which is way worse than getting one now. <laughs> you know, they're all bad. <laughs> but a 1968 one is just like, oh. Ugh. Anyways. Anyway, so he washes his feet and the rest of his body. He gets out, dries off, and his friend, I think it was his friend, is like, okay, spread your toes. That was the lifeguard. The lifeguard is like, yes. Okay, let me see the bottoms. So like, all right. So he goes into the pool. He swims the length of the pool. I think there's like a whole bunch of kids. Yes, there is. He gets out of the pool, and this is when he runs into people that um him and his wife owe money to. Yeah, they work, or they either own or worked at a restaurant that uh, Burt Lancaster used to go to a lot. Yep. And he had a big tab that he never paid off. And then he's like, oh, yeah, and, and she always wanted this. Whatever it is. It's oh, yeah, yeah. There was, some people were from a restaurant and uh, some other people were from the local store. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh, she always wanted this jam and it was always this and it was so expensive. And and they, she can have regular mustard. She needed Dijon. Yeah. Which now is, you know. Now it's, it's nothing. Everybody gets Dijon. Everybody's get, gets Dijon. It's like Dijon. two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> for a reasonably sized bottle too. Or back, yellow mustard, yeah. Back in the day it was more expensive. Right. Yes. She always gets to be Dijon, and then she, and he's like, "Oh, and and by the way, by the way, um, your kids laugh. Your kids really do laugh at you. I know mm-hmm. because they they told me. Yeah, they laugh at you. They think you're they think you're a big joke." He pushes one of the guys down, walks away, gets to his home. It's now it's pouring. Gets inside the gates, goes up to the front door, and the door is locked. We see inside the house, and it's completely empty. And the movie ends with him just outside of his house in the rain. And he's in tears. And we're in tears, and he just has swim trunks on. <sighs> That's a very interesting ending, isn't it? It's a very bizarre movie, but yes. really good. Bizarre, but good. Yes. yes. Oh, do you have any philosophical thoughts on this movie? Well, I think what I said last night, I don't know if it's philosophical, but it really, I mean, this whole swimming adventure, even if it was just for a day, day, Mm -hmm. forced him to really face his life and where his life was really going. I have a question. Uh Well, I have many, but we'll start with one. All right. All right. This movie is, it's kind of like in a dream state. Not yes. just the way it was shot, but the concept of it and how it's actually executed. Yes. And the question I have for you is, yes. has Ned been in a dream before this movie starts where he's not facing reality about what the people in his life actually think about him and what he's doing with his existence? And the movie ends with him kind of waking up from that dream state and realizing that he's really alone mm-hmm. and that the community doesn't really love him, but they tolerate him. It's possible because if you think about it, remember when he comes across as being like this exploratory swimmer? Yes. And he wants to romanticize it. Like, oh, this is going to be great. You should come with me. He's asking um, young Julianne, and then asking Shirley. Mm-hmm. 
because he wants to take a part of what he thought was good at the time, I'm guessing, right? Yes. But they don't want to go with him because they realize that this guy is, this guy is really nothing. He hasn't made anything of his life. And not only that, his family thinks he's a joke. Um, I think he, it's possible that he was in a dreamlike state for many years. Do you think Ned is a good guy or do you think that he's a bad guy who doesn't know it? Uh, I think maybe he became bad, uh, over time. Mm. What do you think? It's very likely that that's the scenario. I mean, he had everything with his family and his two, his, his wife and his two daughters. He had, he might've had money. We No, he did have money. He had money, right? Because he was ordering all these expensive things. And he lived in a nice neighborhood. He lived in a nice neighborhood. He probably had good schools for the kids. But he somehow threw it all away by, uh, because of the, the affair with Shirley, part of it, and other things. Mm-hmm. Other things like not paying back his, not paying the tab. Um, He's unemployed now. We don't know why he got fired. Yeah. He just, his, his life is just going downhill. And I'll, and the top, at the top it all off, coming back to an empty home where his family isn't there. Terrible life. Is Ned somebody who thinks outside of the box because he's creative and society has trouble recognizing that? Or does he think outside of the box because it keeps him from facing reality? Well, I mean, you would make, you could make the argument that that's what victims do, right? Mm -hmm. When we've talked about playing the victim, that's the one thing that they do is they make them sound, make themselves sound, um, you know, they puff themselves up to make people think that they've really got it all together. And I think you're right about that. About your analysis or your question. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that Ned ever gets his life together? Well, I don't know. It's possible or maybe he uh he has a uh, he he um gets a very bad um becomes very much addicted to alcohol and drinks his life away. My thoughts, and we have no way of knowing this because they, as far as I know, they didn't make a sequel to this movie. No. I don't think they need to, really. Yeah, is that we're either seeing Ned on the last day of his life, or we're seeing Ned right before he turns things around. Yeah, we don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't know. I I think I could go 50-50 with it. Same here. Same here. Yes. I would agree. He either changes his life around or he doesn't, and he dies a horrible death. Slow, horrible death. Outside in the rain. Outside in the rain. Wearing his swim trunks. <laughs> that means his clothes are gone and everything. No money. No money. Daughters who laugh at him. Yeah. Yeah. What can we learn from Ned about how to be a better person? Um, That's a very good question. I guess we could say that in order for him to be a better person, he would have to, well, let's think about priorities, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't know how to prioritize, it seemed like. He didn't know how to prioritize his wife and daughters over money, and because of it, he lost them. And then there's also Shirley, too. Yeah. Yeah. He develops a quick bond with Kevin. Yeah. And 
I'm wondering if the reason he's so nice to Kevin is because Kevin doesn't know enough to question Ned. Yes. On what's really going on in his life. Absolutely. He's too young to understand it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't comprehend it. He's only like eight years old, I think. And we kind of see this theme play out in other areas. So Julianne had a crush on him when when she was a kid. Yeah. We hear stories, but they're from Ned, about being a great dad and about when his kids were younger. Right. So I'm wondering, I mean, it it seems like he bonds with these kids because the adults can see through his bullshit. Uh, right. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's possible. They're not fooled by it. They've grown, they've seen him long enough to know that they're not fooled by it. When... Ned first tells Kevin the thing about you get to be the captain of your own soul. Yeah. Initially, I was thinking that's really interesting and that's kind of like a cool way to live your life. Uh huh. But as the movie went on and once it was over, I started thinking to myself, that actually sounds like something Ned tells himself because so many people have turned against him. Mm. So he has to be the captain of his own soul and pretend that he really is a good person and just the world doesn't recognize his greatness. Yeah, exactly. And I think I would agree with you on that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming Ned survives for, you know, to the next day. Mm-hmm. Besides for Julianne, does anybody else and then Shirley do other people in his life look at him any worse after this experience? Maybe they are not so quick to forgive and forget. Mm. If that makes any sense. It does. You know, because if they see any unrepentance from him, him of course they're not going to be so accepting of him. But it could be it could be either or. So maybe they're not too quick to forgive and forget, but they forgive him and they move on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're not so quick to forgive and forget and they just completely turn against him and he has to move. Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> it could go either way, honestly. Are there any questions about this movie that you have for me? Um, What do you think Julianne represents as far as youth to him? She represents an escape because she doesn't have the baggage that his marriage has or that his relationship with Shirley contains Mm -hmm. because she, at least when they first meet up with each other at the beginning of this movie, she looks at him as sort of this like great human being. And that's something that's, he doesn't have with the other women in his life because they're a little bit older, yeah. have spent more time around him, and can see through the veneer. Exactly. And I think takes, you're right. It takes him being creepy for Julianne to get that something's up. Yeah, I, I totally get it. And she and she noticed it, you know, pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good on her part, because if it were another twenty something year old, they probably wouldn't have noticed it. I agree. Um and that's the same thing, you know, like with, I wonder how it was with him and Shirley because Shirley was obviously older than her. We don't exactly know when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, did Shirley have a lot of baggage or 
did she have her own baggage to deal with? And this is like another, uh, another pile of baggage that Ned was piling on her. She had her own baggage to deal with. And it kind of distracted her from seeing the red lights with Ned. The fact that, you know, he had a wife and kids and talked about how much he loved his wife and kids. Mm -hmm. She didn't really look at those things at the beginning until she was confronted with them at the restaurant. Right. Yeah. I wonder, though, if uh, those men that want to have affairs or even women that want to have affairs, they'll either make... I think for the most part, they make their spouses sound like the most evil people in the world. I agree. Instead of saying, oh, my innocent wife and my or my innocent husband and my innocent children, they don't make them sound in- innocent. No. They'll say, I'm living a horrible life and I need you to fix that for me. Mm-hmm. Not in those words, but... But not in those words, but, but the implication, like they'll make they'll make their spouse sound like the worst spouse in the world. I think you're correct. Yes. So I thought it was interesting when, when Shirley said, you made your, you, you made your wife seem loving and innocent. Um, but she still wanted to be with me anyway. Yeah. Which normally doesn't happen that way. At least I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway. Yeah. Any other questions about this movie? Um, do you think that Kevin represents and maybe I didn't, maybe you, and correct me if you, if you touched on this, cause you know, we talked about a lot of stuff in this Go movie. Ahead. Do you think the reason why he's also nice to Kevin is that he represents another start for him? Yes. Absolutely. And I kind of touched on that earlier. Yeah. Because he doesn't know the Ned that the adults know. Right. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, well, I could, I could, I could mold this little boy into something great. I think. I or he's not going to judge me at least. He's not going to judge me and I can, I, I can take him under my wing and he won't judge me for yeah. it. Yeah. That is so interesting. It is. Yeah. Any other questions or do you feel? Um, no, I just wanted to observe. I wish that we were, um, able to see his wife and daughters. That would have been interesting, but I'm kind of glad we didn't. And we got to see the emptiness of Ned. Right. Because he's not a he's not a traditional villain. He's not the type of guy who's just going to attack you. He's the type of person who's going to drain you. Yes, yes, emotionally. Exactly. Emotionally. Would you recommend this movie to anyone? Yes, I would. I mean, this was a pretty heavy movie for 1968. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would definitely hold up today. Absolutely. Yeah, on so many levels. Yeah, I would I would recommend it. It was good. It was very good. Yeah, well, even with um uh Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf that we watched last week? Yes. That would I think that would have been I think that would have held up today too. I do too. Those yeah. are both these are both great movies. Yeah. Both very heavy for the sixties, but good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe someday soon we'll get you to watch Midnight Cowboy. No. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I just, I just, no. Mm-mm. I don't see myself watching it. Okay. It sounds like, it, it just sounds way too heavy. What would you give The Swimmer mm. on a scale from 8 to 10? Oh, I would give it a solid 8. I, I agree. Yeah. Yes. I would definitely give it a solid 8. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Very good, J-Lo. Very good. I honestly think it was slightly better than He Was Afraid of Virginia Woolf. 
Mm, it's close. I'd have it's to think close. about it. It's close. I mean, I would still give uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf at least a seven and a half. Yeah. But I think it's because there were some things that were really confusing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not really confusing, but somewhat confusing. But this one was pretty straightforward. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yes. Yes. Show the swimmer. The swimmer goes here, okay. The swimmer wins and 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 finishes finishes off strong. Yes. <laughs> While the other movie just sort of fizzled out there, okay. Oh, it fizzled out before it even ended. I know. Like, <laughs> like it had no. It had no fire. Yes, yes, yes. There was no fire. Yes. And they made sequels to uh, The Man from... Ooh, if that one is really bad, I wonder what the sequel is. Oh, it's probably just as bad. What was the name of the sequel again? I think it's called, like, The Man from Earth Holocene. Something like that. Holocene? Yeah, it came out a few years ago. Yeah, it sounds... uh, Dumb. Very dumb and and probably painful to watch. Yes, yes. Oh. Oh. Babes. Yes? We had good showers this morning. Uh, I shaved my sideburns. Yeah, let me see. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. very nice. So you might want to clean out your shower before your mom comes here tomorrow, would you? Whoa. Oh, I will. Nice. No, I gotta clean. I gotta clean the tub anyway. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh this is gonna sound like a, an odd question. Yes. Because your time is gonna be interesting this week with your mom here. Yes, it will. But it's a question I ask a lot. Um, <laughs> What self-love exercises, if any, do you plan on doing within the next week? Um, uh, it's such a weird question because I'm not into the self-love thing. But I have to remember, I'm going to try not to be stressed out this week because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be. Yeah. And I, I think every time she visits, there's at least one time every day where I feel a little bit irritated. <laughs> uh, you can understand why, right? I think that's everybody with a mom. Oh, here's an adult. It feels that way. Oh, I love her. I love her to pieces. But let me tell you, sometimes after after a little, after even a few days, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I could have visit your other daughters. Right. You know, you have uh, other children. Maybe you should uh, <laughs> hang out with them. You go back to them, for please. The love. You have your. You have a mom too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean. I mean, and it's good because I don't get to see her very often, but sometimes I kind of feel like, okay, now I got to accommodate. Yeah. Now I got to buy this. And it's just, it's just having, having any relative over or having anybody over in general, doesn't matter who it is. It takes a lot of sacrifice. Oh. No, no, I'm, I'm just talking in general terms. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. Yes. I'm just saying it does take a lot of sacrifice of time and energy and cleaning and food and. Yes. It, and water and but anyway I, I i will have to work on trying not to get so irritated and even angry <laughs> <laughs> because i will at some time be very very and i'll probably complain to you about it yeah. <laughs> later on like <laughs> i can't believe it you know i knew this was going to happen but anyway um yeah so uh, yeah so that's what I'm going to try to do. Nice. Yeah. Good babes. It's not going to be easy, but I will try. Good. I will show grace when yes. grace is where grace is needed. Oh, I remember the other thing I wanted to talk about. What's that? 
we did we talk about the trainer from um uh bringing up baby yesterday i know i said i was gonna come oh uh we may not have okay well real quick in, in case we didn't it turns out that uh the trainer from the movie lived until the 1960s oh wow i don't know i i, I after we saw she was 84 she was or 83 something like that yeah yeah yes anyways the only reason i mentioned that because I know it's a complete non sequitur is I couldn't remember if we talked about the trainer yesterday, but I remember I was saying we were going to talk about her. So that's no problem. Yes. But back to you and your self love. Um, so that's the biggest thing that I'm going to try not to do, um, as hard as I can, because there are some things that I know are going to happen and there might be, there might be times where I'm just going to, um, pin her against the wall. No, no, no I'm not going to get out of my life lady. No, I'm not going <laughs> to, well, then she'll never come over. No, no I'm not going to pin her against the wall, but yeah. there are, there is going to be times where I have to decide, well, do I want to confront her on this or do I not want to confront her on this? Mm-hmm. And am I going to have to say something like, well, you know, I'm past the sage now. It's, yeah. you know, you got to calm down a little bit. Okay. But, uh, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm excited uh, for the thing that we we're thinking about doing on Thursday. Going to see a free concert. Yeah, that will be fun. Yes, it will. Yes. And I don't think it's going to be in the '90s, which is going to be good. Um, I do think it's it 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 may be um, very comfortable weather, so mm-hmm. that is going to be good. Yes. It's going to be interesting seeing you know uh, people gather. So I don't know how different it's going to be. Did I'm you look? Did you look at the, um, was there any restrictions that you saw? I didn't see any. That doesn't mean there aren't. So I would bring a couple masks just in case. I'm just going to bring one. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Don't need a double mask. We're not going to be, we can't be double suffocated. Okay. But, okay. That is good. It'll be good. It'll be good to do that. Yes. And the, and then, and she's going to see something that she's never seen before. She is going to do acid or what? No. Oh, no, no. What is she going to see? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, that was a joke. That was a bad one. All right. What is she going to see that she's never seen before? She she is going to see us dance. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Why would you even comment like that, love? It was a joke, okay? It and was... you thought it was funny. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Why? Yeah, because he's talking about it. No, I didn't. You, But you put your hand over your mouth so nobody could hear you. No, but I, but I I didn't do anything like this. What? <laughs> well, very good, babes. No. Yes. No, 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 no. She she's never seen me dance with anybody that I can think of. Really? I'm not a good dancer. That's okay. That's okay. Well, then she'll be laughing. Okay. <laughs> oh, Maybe she'll take pictures. Well, cool. I don't know if that if that really bothers you, but people laughing when I dance. No, people taking pictures. No, I don't care. Oh, you don't? Okay. Just as long as they don't want me to, like, stop and pose. You know? I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, I mean, I've taken so many pictures in my life. I hate, like, okay, everybody, turn over this way, smile. Yeah. Um, it's like, come on, let's just do our thing. Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I remember, ah, all right, I'll just tell this a quick story. No, no problem. There was this annoying guy who I used to work with. Okay. And I'm, did, did I hear about this person? We talked about this person uh, this morning during the exercise debate. Oh, right. right. Yes, yes. Okay. 
spoiler alert, or not spoiler alert, but he was the one who was telling the other guy that I know that you should at least exercise 15 minutes a day. Right. Okay. 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 But whenever we would go to restaurants with this guy, he'd have to take pictures of the food. He'd want everybody to pose. Oh, jeez. Uh, sometimes we'd be eating and be like, stop, smile, smile. Oh, no. Dude. That's really annoying. Just chill. That's very annoying, yeah. It's different if you're like, maybe you have a gathering with family and friends and you want to capture it. Yeah. But not like when you're eating with people you work with. In some ways, now that I think about it, he may be a more modern, high-strung version of Ned from the summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, based on what you said, mm-hmm. yes, I would agree. Yes. But he, uh, but all, all honesty, he reminds me of lo- a lot of uh, John Goodman from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> Except John Goodman was actually lovable. Yes. I mean, I thought his character was out, out, completely outrageous because mm-hmm. you would say, like, am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> you want everybody to be right. And I'm like, okay, this is just absolutely top notch. And then he's giving like the so, what is it? Like this war speech. You gave war speeches at Donnie's funeral. He's like, You're, he wasn't even, you weren't even in the war. What are yeah. you doing? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Poor Donnie. Poor Donnie. Yes. He had a heart attack and nobody knew it. And he got put into the Folgers Cup. Yes. Oh. Yeah, what happened to the other ashes? They couldn't find the container, right? That's so they put it in the Folgers. <laughs> I want some Folgers, everybody. Well, they spread his asses. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I understand. But still, it's gross. All right, babes. Is there anything else you want to talk about? You did not dream last night. I know that because we woke up early. Did not dream. I didn't dream either. I didn't dream. Anything else you want to discuss? Are you feeling good? No, I'm, I'm feeling fine. Um... And I know you want to kick me out, too, so you can get the cleaning started. I really don't want to, but... Well, maybe we'll spend a few more minutes, but uh, eventually we'll have to go. <laughs> I think what we could do, babes... No. Is this just a, Hold on now. Okay. We make love Ugh. from now until about an hour before your mom comes over. I leave. She comes into your apartment, smells sex, and it gives the two of you a chance to have... An adult conversation about. See, this is exactly why I don't tell a lot of people about this. (laughs) It's just a theory. Oh. Not all my ideas are going to be winners, but. No. Well, can I get a kiss? Oh, why? I can give you that. Okay, good. Okay. All right, babos, unless there's anything else? Uh, no, I, I will say, um, uh, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Yes. Whenever you end up listening to this. Yes. All right, bye bye for now. Bye bye for now. Bye bye.